I am recording. Same. It's official. From. No. 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 Too soon? It's not now. It, literally too soon, and it's not your week. Oh, it is your week. Yeah, so I did it. It, it is your week. From Mariko. What's going on with your studio display? <laughs> ah. The setup is finished. Wow. Okay. Mission accomplished. Can I get a, like a huge banner, banner you know, behind me? Unfurls. You know, it's Everyone's a mission clapping. accomplished, and I'm standing in front of a microphone to declare that my desk is finalized. You know, uh, wait, no. Oh, stop! Oh, stop! No, 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 stop! No! Stop! No! 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 Everyone, stop! June fifth to ninth. We gotta stop now. Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. Yep. It just happened. Underscore send it to me. So everybody stop. I got to book plane tickets. This is got to happen right uh, now. Sure. Guys, can we chat in a bit? Yep. Got to go do that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>
I haven't done this in three years and I kind of forgot how to book plane tickets to the US. So I don't know. It, just, it was a whole experience for like 20 minutes and I was texting Mike, sort of double checking every step of the way. I don't know. We're going to be, we're going to be together in person. There was this weird moment when Federico was like, just can you tell me the four last digits of your credit card? I don't know why he needed that. <laughs> but he asked, I gave it to him because he was, you know, he was trying to yeah, book was, his flights. I was, I was very confused. And, and usually like when I book plane tickets, I got like a little notification from my credit card company. And this time I didn't. So that was cool. Um, I will just say in all seriousness, Federico did kind of hint to the fact of like, are you booking my plane ticket for me? Like that was the thing he asked me. No, I just, well, uh, I just, I just wanted to double check <laughs> because you were telling me dates and times yeah. and I was like, well, the last time we went there. Historically, we, I have booked tickets for you. I was I like, just them I just, re, I just wanted, I was on the, I was on the airline website yeah. booking them myself. I was like, wait, is Mike booking them? Like, just let me double check. Uh, I was not <laughs> expecting you to, to book them for me, given that we have a different um, sort of flight um, organization and schedule this time around. Um, like, yeah, all good. All good. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm hoping me too. I feel confident I'll get to do it this time, you know? Well, so that's good. Mm, Second time's yeah. a charm. Mm. Yeah. What are you making that sound for? What is wrong with Why? you? Why? What is wrong with you? Why did you do this? clear my throat. What is wrong with you? Why did you bring this to, to me? Steven today? First, that this joke isn't and... fair. Like, first you made a joke about my mom, which I'm going to keep referencing so you can't edit it out. <laughs> Second, you're like putting this like jinx on me or this curse on me for some reason. I don't even this know why curse. this is necessary. <laughs> You've been cursed by Steven. I'm just saying for the two weeks before WC, you don't go anywhere. Just stay at home. Don't. Well, I mean, I've got to go somewhere. No, no, you don't. To California, like why? Well, other, other than that, you know, don't don't go out to the shops or shops. I don't know whatever I like you do. The, uh, yeah. So what is it? The fifth? Yeah. So two weeks before would be what the twenty second? Yeah, I can do that. You are in quarantine for two weeks before this. I do see on my calendar, which is kind of funny, Comic Con London. Yeah, we're not doing that. No, no, nope. take that off your calendar right now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, honey, we're not going. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We're not going. <laughs> no Comic-Con. That's not happening. Have you ever been Maybe to a Comic-Con before? I haven't. No. I've been to the Italian version of a Comic-Con. What, what, wait, <laughs> what does that entail? Well, but it's it's like not like Robert Downey Jr. is not there, which is like the same as London uh, Comic-Con. No. You know, they're no. just like, it's like the non-celebrity part of a Comic-Con. Yeah. It's like the actual Comic-Con. Yes. It's yeah. called Romix. It's Rome and Comics. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. we've spoken about this before because Have there was I a listener, we... right? Oh, it, it yeah. was an artist. Yeah. We've spoken about yes. this. Before. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like, uh, oh, I'm giving a TED talk. Oh, where? Oh, TEDx. Well, that's not a TED talk. You know, that's like a, it's that sort of thing, right? It's like a, yeah. Your own well, version but, of no, it. You see, I think this is one of those things that's just got warped over time. Comic Cons. Well, always what this is, where it's just like mm. a bunch of artists selling their stuff, and you can go get your comic side and meet people, and do, and then like B- the big Hollywood came moved in. in. <laughs> Hollywood came in, right, mm. and was like, "Oh, these Marvel movies do a, they make us a lot of money? Let's do our announcements at Comic Con." And now, like, just non-comic movies get announced at Comic Con. You know, it's just like this is nothing. You know, like why are we doing this? But anyway, uh, WWDC is not a Comic Con. No. Thing I, I'm interested. It, it kind of is. What if we started, you know, 
You could like bring a book stall. about Apple and get it signed by somebody. You could dress oh, up as Tim Cook. We could just set up our own little stalls outside, couldn't we? Like outside of Apple Park, we'll just get our own little tables and stuff. We, yeah, we got merch. We can bring merch. Mm. Yeah, we sure. We could do that. Apple Executive Cosplays. Exactly. Oh my God. I call Eddie Q. Good. <laughs> That's a good one to call. I, I'll call Tim, but I got a lot of work to do in the gym before I can try and pull that one off. Mm. You know what I mean? Just arm day, I'll though. I'll call uh, Federico. Can you be John Turner's, please? For no specific yeah. reason. <laughs> yes. yes. Can you I'll do that John for Turner's me? Thank for, you. I'll be John Turner's for you, Mike. I appreciate that. You could yeah. actually do... I think with the right glasses, you could do a Steve Jobs, Federico. I think you could pull that off. Ooh, I could also... I could do young Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like Michael yeah, Fassbender. That's... Yeah, you Who? could you could you could cosplay <laughs> as Michael Fassbender as That's Steve Jobs from the movie. That's not a cosplay. Is that is that like one of those uh, fake names that Chad GPT came up with? Yeah, it's like hey, write a fake movie with a bunch of actors that don't exist. I mean, exist. you have watched that movie. Which movie? Jobs, the Steve Jobs no, movie. No, I've never seen it. There's a whole member special about. where we spoke about it for like an hour. No, it wasn't me. It it's was, a hallucination. It's like one of those. It was my voice synthesized. By someone else. Wasn't me. I'm not saying in San Jose this time. I after my last experience, I have made the decision that I will never stay in San Jose ever again in my life. I'm just saying where Mike told me to stay. Yeah. So if Apple brought WWDC back to San Jose, I would not stay there. Like I had one of the worst weeks of my life in San Jose. <laughs> I will never go there <laughs> never, again. Never coming back. I will come in and out, right? You've like if there's banished. things to do, I'll come in and out. But staying there, no, not happening. I won't do it. I'm never staying there ever again. Uh, so by San Jose, you're terrible. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> and I'm never going there again. If you live in San Jose, move. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Right? I didn't make the rules. Hey, uh, quick question for you mm-hmm. guys. It's just totally unrelated to, to uh-huh. the, well, it's kind of related to this topic for a reason I'll get to in a minute. Um, the new MacBook Airs, when are we thinking they will be released? Uh, anytime from now until like July. Yeah. This is extremely unhelpful. Y- are you buying a- another Mac? Uh, and I, ne- I need a, tr- a travel computer and it cannot be a desktop. I mean, computer. I would just get the M2 MacBook Air, like you, yeah. and you're going to be perfectly happy. Like the M3 MacBook Air is just going to be a bit faster, but the M2 MacBook Air is faster than you need for yeah, literally anything not, that you do on it. It's not the 15 inch though. But it's, I mean, I probably, why would you want a 15? Why would you want a 15 inch? Ah, though? new, 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 new kid in town. Then know? get a 16 inch MacBook Pro, and like you'll Ooh, hate no, it. No, too heavy, too heavy. Right. Too I would heavy. seriously, even if the 15, even when the 15 comes out, like I don't think you're gonna want that. Like, if you want a travel computer, why would you want a big one? Yeah, you're right. I should get the 13. I should get. I should get the one you have. I would wait. I right? got one for sale. I would wait until like late May. Why is John texting me right now saying you will not be happy with the M2? Don't do it. What John is wrong with John? Just John, that's bad interesting. advice. What well, John is interesting. Just... This is. Hi <laughs> says I w- I hundred percent would wait for the fifteen inch M three. <laughs> See, John is just he's trying to like. Ooh, I love why is he energy. being like this? One true instigator. What is going on over I, there? I love all. I love this. I love this debate. Well, wow. I tell you what. I tell you what. Why don't mm-hmm. you just wait for what John tells you to do and see how you feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or what, can you? So, Mike, your computer is it the midnight one? Yeah, do you have baby. it in mid? Yeah, but can you send me pictures later? 
Yeah. Mm. Can you send me? Can you send me some Mac pics? I'll send later? you some Mac pics. Don't you worry Thank about you. that. It's hot Mac Don't content. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so yes, that was uh, unrelated to, but sort of related because of travel. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. So, he knows yeah. And we know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, you, you don't want to be the person on the plane with a Mac Mini and a studio display. Yes. Right? Yeah. That, that's not that's a good right. look. That's right. That's not, that's not a good, good look. look. That's not a good look. Yeah. John, John adds, I know you well. You will be unhappy. He does know me well. I don't know what he thinks. The M3 is going to get you that the M2... No, I think John thinks he wants a bigger one. Yeah, but maybe he does, but he's not going to like putting that in his backpack. I do. I have a pretty big backpack. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? John, like, fine. But, like, if you need it for this trip and it doesn't exist, well, then you're going to be really unhappy, right? So, like, that's the reason. That's mm-hmm. the problem. See, that's my problem. Hmm. Right. If you want it for this trip, the most unhappy Mac will be the one that doesn't exist. That's like a ancient wow, proverb. Wow, that's very wise. That's a piece of wisdom. Like, so what I said is, I think this one is fine for you, but wait until like two weeks before WWDC before you buy it. So then like you've left it as late as possible and you should go buy one. That okay. would be my recommendation to you. Okay. And John, uh, if you've got a problem with that, I don't know what to yeah, tell Yeah, get you, your own podcast, John. Get your own podcast. And you could tell him, yeah, you have like seven podcasts with Federico. Just wait and tell him on one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, app stories, more like Mac stories. Oh. <laughs> we have nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 443. The today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Capital One, Fast Growing Trees, and Setup. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm good. This is Chaos. Chaotic episode. This This is is absolutely chaotic episode. Stephen made a joke about my mom. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep dropping that in. Sorry, that's just gonna keep. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was. It was really unfortunate, right? And then he made a joke about how I was gonna get sick of Miss WWDC for the second time. I didn't know. I just said that you should do uh, precautions. Who introduced you? No one introduced you. What are you talking for? I'm just talking to Federico. It's just me and Federico having a conversation. I don't know what you're doing here. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine to go. I'd, I'd like to go for a walk. Or you something. do this to me every time, so you got to <laughs> leave it. You just got to take it. Listeners know every time I say something because you two are talking about me, you tell me I can't speak. So now you can't speak. If when Federico's ready to introduce you, you can join the show. But I don't know when that's going to be. I ain't got no control over that. Should I? I don't know. We can just do this. You can just sit there. It didn't exactly (laughs) behave before this, you know? Uh, It is my pleasure. uh, Well, no, no. Make him promise no more mom jokes. And then he can come on the show. Okay. If you promise, Stephen, no more mom jokes against me or Mike, I will introduce you. He, uh, but because you cannot speak yet, not if you agree, knock on your desk twice. No, that was once. Why well, zoom? It Hold on, we're gonna harmonize. We're gonna harmonize. Drop. Mm. Yeah, okay, it is my pleasure to introduce also to the show, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. Hello, boys. Hello. Hi. You promised. I haven't broken my promise yet. Okay, just reminding you. Today is 
chaos. I was. Should we take a first break? <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. What the? Just I. I only have water here. Okay. <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand or growing your business online. It really doesn't matter what you're looking for. If you got a small business and you got things to sell, or you want to write or host a podcast, maybe you're building a site to be part of your resume. Whatever it is, Squarespace has you covered. They have great SEO tools, so you can make sure that your site is uh, gaining and maximizing prominence among search results. Everyone's using Bing now. You got to make sure you're in there with Bing or Squarespace's SEO tools. You can. You can also sell products in an online store, physical or digital, and you can use their really cool email campaigns to get visitors onto an email list and keep them in the loop. I love building a Squarespace. It's my favorite platform to build on because it is so flexible and it's really easy to get something up and running that looks awesome. And of course, with Squarespace, it looks great on uh, all different sizes of screen, different devices. They have all the tools for that all built in. Head on over to squarespace.com connected for a free trial. There's no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Connected and all of Relay FM. I have uh, something I need to, to talk to you all about. Okay. 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 Is it bad? Uh, no. That's not okay. great. It's not bad. Oh, so it's kind of bad. During the Aries last week, there was a scoring mistake made by me. Oh, my God. As is the way anytime we score anything on this show. This is the way. So there is a... No, 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 no. I conducted many quizzes and made one mistake. You can do. You have made mistakes in one hundred percent of your quizzes. That feels a little harsh, to be fair. But I heard it in the edit. It was too late to fix it. But it does not, thankfully, change the outcome. But the correct scoring now is Mike eleven, Federico seven. What was it? What was the error? Well, if you click the link in the show notes, you can hear it because I have an overcast uh, little video that contains it. It was the question about the MacBook Air and the weight. How much did the original MacBook Air weigh? And is it more or less than the current M2 MacBook Air? Less than a pound and it's less than today's model. I will also say less than a pound because I have no idea, and more than today's model. Okay, so Federico wins. It was three pounds. The M2 weighs 2.7, so it was slightly more than the air. Y'all are both off, but Federico's less wrong, so okay. Federico gets it. Wait, how do we define less wrong? It didn't sound right to me at the time, which is why I questioned it. I was I didn't know what was going but on. But you didn't ask a question that made me think I scored it wrong. You were like, "Oh, didn't we mm-hmm. do an over under on a previous question?" And so, yeah. It's okay. really your fault. So what you no, what you're saying is I scored even more points. No, it's Correct? 11. You have 11, Federico has 7. That's the But what did I have before? Did I have 10 before? You had 10 before. So I have scored more points. Yes. 
but you already had. You just hadn't been awarded them. Anyways, the banana phone. Moving on. First off, an anonymous Canadian apologized for the song mentioned last week. I don't want to talk about this anymore. The banana phone. Well, this is the last one because we've gotten to the bottom. How do you know? Well, it is the last thing because I'm not going to put it in the document again after this. So it's really up. It's up to us what we talk about. A bunch of people wrote this in. I'm giving credit to Scott because he was first. Uh, I would like to point out that Nokia made a phone called the banana phone. It was the Nokia 8110. Uh, you may recognize it uh, because uh, Neo used one in the first Matrix movie. And then they re-released it because Nokia was just, everyone over there was just doing wild things. They re-released it, a 4G version of it. I am now convinced that this is what the passionate ones were referencing when they said they used a banana phone. No. But now it's done. Now we know everything we know, we could know about banana phones. Federico, would you like to take a victory lap around the iPhone action button? Well, uh, based on the information we have so far, I will uh, take a half a victory lap because, I mean, all of this is rumor so far. Specifically today, we got two stories from Mac Rumors citing a source from the Mac Rumors forums that were correct before about the dynamic island last year. So Mac Rumors tends to believe this uh, source. Uh, yes. First, we got a report saying that the iPhone 15 Pro will have a, a new, a brand new system for the low energy chip, like the system that sort of was managing the Find My Network before when your phone, you know, when, when your iPhone turns off, but it still remains findable even if it's off. Well, apparently in the iPhone 15 Pro, the system will be reworked with, and I'm quoting, a new ultra low energy microprocessor that, in addition to that functionality, will also allow this solid state buttons on the iPhone 15 Pro to remain functional even when your phone is off and the battery has in theory run out so this is interesting because like uh, you know a lot of us are concerned about like these quote-unquote fake buttons not being uh, clickable anymore if the phone is off sort of like what was happening with the iPhone 7 and the fake home button and it seems like Apple is thinking about this and maybe coming up with a better system for uh, making those buttons click even yeah. if the phone is turned off. And the second story is about how, in fact, um, Apple may be thinking about making this uh, new mute ring, uh, mute ring switch, you know, th- this new button, uh, essentially, that replaces the, 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 the mute switch, an action button, as I theorized slash hoped for last week here on the show. And... They say uh, Apple's exact implementation remains to be seen, but some of the ideas are essentially what we talked about last week, like run a shortcut, open Shazam, do not disturb, toggle the flashlight, toggle low power mode, and so forth. Um, the idea being that some of these, like some of these features, if you think about it, most of them already have a shortcut as in like a a system shortcut uh, in the shortcuts app, but they're also already supported in some of those features, like, for example, the accessibility stuff, like Backtap, for example, that allows you to run a specific feature of your iPhone if you... uh, tap your, the back of your phone twice or three times. I don't remember <laughs> or, that. Or if you just sit it down the wrong way. <laughs> yes, also that. It's a little uh, a little finicky. And and the, the, the rumor goes Apple is actually thinking about the system with an action button that is like the Apple Watch Ultra, but more flexible because of all the different things you can do on the phone. I think it makes a ton of sense to make iPhone hardware more flexible. 
and and more powerful in a way that is not just oh the silicon's faster because at some point like that kind of doesn't matter anymore but having your phone like have a programmable bit of hardware like that is really interesting and it 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 made me think so back in the day way back in the day uh, I used a Motorola Droid for a while Droid and it like a lot of Android phones in the day had a LED like status light. And there were apps you could download that would change what the LED status light could do. So like if I got a work email, it could flash red. Or if I had a text message, it could flash green. And I don't think Apple should do that. But I just remember how cool it was that I had control over like how the hardware worked the way I... I could make it do what I wanted it to do in a way that the iPhone kind of never has had. And so I hope they do this. And I hope they just open it up and like in a way that even beyond the Apple Watch Ultra, where this could really be like different people could use it for different things, uh, however they want. Um, I think in particular, there's a lot of interesting things they could do with accessibility because you can, you can, you can in iOS have that floating palette and you can tie um, some accessibility controls into that. But how great would it be if you could double click or triple click or touch or swipe or something, this action button and, it changes modes in terms of accessibility, depending on what you're doing. Like so many cool things to come out mm-hmm. of this and I am super psyched for it. I like the idea for us. I'm, I'm, I'm unconvinced for the average user still about like you press the button. What does it mean? Like, are you muted or not? Like, you know, I feel like we will be able to work that out, but I, I, I don't know. Right. Like if the switch will be better or not for most people, but would I like the idea of a customizable button that I could do anything with? Yes, I very yeah. much would like that, right? Because that tap back thing never worked for me. Yeah. Um, like in a way that felt good. And I know it was just like taking advantage of an accessibility feature, but this would, I assume, do more of that. Like I would really love to be able to, as many people have said, like have a button to take a picture, right? Like that feels like something that would be pretty cool. I know you can do it with the volume stuff, but I don't know. Maybe it'd be nice to, to actually just have like a real button you could press and it's just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And just like a bunch of things. It would be nice, right? Like as you said, like triple click it, get a flashlight, uh, double click it and I don't know, send a text to Steven. Ooh, it, it, like that. Fun. But I guess my question is though, you two have action buttons, right? It doesn't really feel like you're using your action buttons to the like to their fullest. So hey, no. do you really whoa, whoa, whoa. think the iPhone action button would be better than Wait, the watch well, action how, button? How would you know I'm not using it to the fullest? What? Because what? we told him we're both using it for the flashlight. <laughs> no, I changed it again. Oh, what are you doing? Ah, just running my shortcut to save ideas in Notion. I figured out. Oh, so it's a, it's a Notion button. Notion, but Notion Nation, yes. It's a Notion action. Notion action. Yes. I, I do worry that they're not gonna push it as far as we want. That it'll basically be what the Apple Watch is, which like it would be cool. Now it'd be cool to tie it to a shortcut and that would get a lot of people, you know, a lot of different places on iOS, but who knows? What did y'all think about the part of this uh rumor and it was in one of the Mac rumors stories, uh, about it being like swipeable where you could like swipe the volume up or down now that is something i've wanted for a long time okay from android phones Mm. where you could swipe the fingerprint sensors and get the notifications to come down yeah that is cool 
Mm. Now, I would love that. Or like if you're reading an article, got your phone in your hand, you just swipe mm. like a thumb. Like, oh my God, it's like Blackberries. When they had the wheels, yes. give it to me. That's what I want. I don't I want sure. a little oh, button. Yeah, you, you wanna like you wanna uh, what, you wanna swipe on the buttons to, to yeah, do why not? more you, stuff? You've just reinvented yeah. the digital crown. <laughs> I think like, like yeah, you give can... me the crown sideways on my iPhone. I just feel like it would be more comfortable with the way that I hold my phone. Because I got my thumb where the button is right now. If I just move my thumb up and down rather than like doing the swipe on the thing. Like that would be kind of cool. But realistically, my main thing would be like to be I would love to be able to use it to pull down the notifications without reaching up for the notifications. Yeah. Because like it's effectively what reachability can do for you without needing to have reachability, right? That it brings that activation field down lower. Yeah. And plus, I don't know what you guys feel about this if you have this issue. Since the dynamic island, it is way more complicated to get the notifications to come down. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm spending way more time in control center than I want to be. Like I'm finding this with my iPhone. I mean, the iPhone's big too, right? So if I'm trying to do it one-handed, my right hand or whatever, trying to get to the right area to get the notification shade to come down is complicated. So I'm I'm struggling with that a little bit. But so I would quite like to be able to swipe down on the say the power button or whatever and get the notification straw to come down that'd be pretty cool interesting and maybe that part could also be programmable actually yeah i mean two swipes down and one swipe up send a message to my mom (laughs) you know let's go wild with this one Hmm. three swipes up and one swipe to the left activate my favorite siri shortcut you know like all that kind of stuff (laughs) that's what i want to do What you've done is you've turned the side of the iPhone into like the world's tiniest but most complicated trackpad. Like, how many gestures can you fit in something that's a, a, an eighth of an inch wide? Anything else about this? I mean, it seems like there's a lot of smoke here that these buttons are going to change. I think it's just a matter of of how much Apple, how much functionality Apple can and wants to put in there. I, I do think this is one of the one of those times where. Apple looks at this as like, okay, we want to get rid of these buttons for whatever reason. But there's, so that's like a negative, right? We want to like take something away from the phone. But in its place, we could do something new and cooler. And sometimes that works for Apple. Other times we get the touch bar. And so I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this, but just thinking about other times where Apple has really redefined its hardware and have had to, had to walk it back has been, that's not unprecedented either. And I just feel like, I also feel like it, it would be very much like an Apple thing to do to, you know, move away from a physical button that does one thing and one thing only to a more sort of customizable thing. I mean, that was like, you know, if you really want to do the throwback, you know, um, to the, you know, iPhone introduction keynote when Job said, like, the, what we don't love about these ex- existing current smartphones is that, is that they have this keyboard and this keyboard in the lower half, you know, it's always yeah. going to be stuck like that. It can never be changed. And the great thing about software is that you can change it. And so if you think about it, it would be very much an Apple move to say, well, why do we have a physical button in our most important device that does one thing only? And we, and we, we realize over the years that only, I don't know, 15% of people use it on a regular basis and maybe 85% of people or something or just it doesn't have to be that big but like what if even 60% of people never touch it and they always 
keep it in silent mode, wouldn't it be worth it to say, well, maybe we should make it a more software thing, you know? Mm. Mm. Why? I mean, I have what? Who needs a stylus? I have 10 of these f fingers that can tap buttons, you know? Who needs a stylus for the button? Not me. What if it's a touch-sensitive button, a smart connector, <laughs> and a periscope <laughs> camera? Are you getting it? <laughs> these are not three sides of the phone. They're one side. What did he say? A four, what if it's a full-size button with touch-sensitive controls? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> there was just something in the way that you said it, like the tone of your voice, was what made me know you were making that joke. That's kind of incredible, right? That's how ingrained that moment is in our like history. These are not three separate devices. This is one device. And we are calling it iPhone. Today, today Apple is going to reinvent the phone. And just internet communicator was just a dud. It turns out that's all the phone is, really, at the end of the day. Remember the music app was called iPod for so long. Do you ever just think about that? Oh, that's weird. It's so strange. Yeah, well, I, I, well, I don't normally think about that, uh, but it, it sounds like you do. All the time. Yeah, that seems like. But like, what a demotion though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine if they released the headset and there was an app called iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like yeah. the iPod was like the biggest thing in the world. And they were just like, oh, we're just reducing that to an just a piece of software on our new device. I guess the, the real one would be like if the yeah, like Mike has just said it in the Discord, if we had a Mac app on the iPad or something, oh, right? Yeah. Like which is what we want. I mean it's what I want there yeah, to be. You're you're gonna have a Mac app on, on the headset. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna be called Mac and you click it or I don't know. Tap in it. all seriousness, I could actually imagine that one. Yeah, yes. Right? That there's an app just called Mac, and Mac. it's how you get to the stuff. <laughs> to your mm. desktop environment, yep. yes. I actually, like, they should just do Mac app on, on the iPad too, and it's like virtualization for Mac OS. Or, or here's an, okay, here's an idea, and I would actually, <sighs> this is silly, but hear me out. So if the headset is going to have a macOS sort of uh, wireless streaming mode or, you know, that basically you connect to your computer, I wouldn't hate it, all right, if the iPad could do it too. Like, okay, oh, I'm going to keep my Mac somewhere in the house and mm -hmm. just go, eh, because you know it's going to be better than doing VNC, which is what I do now from time to time you know um, here's, here's you could be in the headset yes you virtualizing to your mac yes <laughs> you go then on. go with universal control <laughs> to your, to your iPad. ipad and you, you go in you turn the reality dial yes and you go into like and now you're looking at the ipad then that's what? that's your okay. future federico you're aware of this so i'm wearing the headset okay we're in the headset there's an iPad and Mac in no, front of No, just me. a Mac. No iPad. Just, just a, okay, so what, when you say universal control, yeah. where, where's the iPad? The iPad's physically in front of you. Oh, you just want to control the iPad. You need yes. to do something on the iPad, but you don't have your Mac plugged in. It's just in a closet, Ooh. right? 
So, so okay. you have to, in the headset, yes. use the Mac, move yes. the mouse over, turn the dial. Now you're yes. in AR mode and you can Honestly, use the iPad. That's your that's, future. If that's not going to work, I'm going to be so upset. Like that, that <laughs> Now that you say it, it needs to be a feature. Like, let me turn the dial and hop onto iPadOS mm -hmm. and then come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very meta. That's it. I well, think not, we're in for not a while. No, that's a different. Months. That's a different company. That's a different company. No, Ew. I didn't mean the company. Hmm. I'm I'm putting a, a screenshot in the uh, the Discord. <laughs> it's gonna look like that. It's gonna <laughs> that's look what's like gonna that. happen. So this is a real screenshot that happened to me, like probably like 15 years ago, where you accidentally VNC into this the Mac that you were VNC'd into, and it it's just like goes on forever. It's like an infinity mirror. Yes. Right. Yes. But for a wait, computer. how did this happen? You VNC'd. So I VNC'd into, into the computer that I was VNC'd into already, or is, uh, you how? would have been a loop somehow, because you can see oh, the okay. the window names like Wiki Mini and then Mac Server, Wiki Mini Mac Server. This was at a client's forever ago. I work on an installed DVD. Nice. Yeah, look at those icons. Handbrake is on there. Dymo. Dymo. The the ASD folder. Mac data. Ooh, Mac data. What is, Mac data. What is the little Mac? What do you mean? Mac data? There's a Mac. There's an there's like an old Mac in That's the Mac dock. Tracker. I like how you say it like that. Icon. Like I should just know. Well, that, obviously, that's Mac Tracker. It's Mac, the Mac Tracker, tracker app that everybody obviously has. Is that is that Word 2003? <laughs> it's an old version of Word. That's for sure. <laughs> that was the best logo. What is that X next to it? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Excel probably. We're roasting no, it's, a dock it's from 2000. <laughs> You're roasting a dock from... Let me see what year this was. Ooh, that's actually a nice idea. Like, oh, for the future, we should consider this. Like, roast my old home screen. And oh, so that's forth. good. Mike, oh, put that in the dock. I like that. Yeah, one to it, one to it. What is the A with wings? And what is that weird hat? <laughs> I want to know all of this. Is the hat bow tie? I don't, I don't know what it is. This is a client computer I was on. And then oh, okay. on again and again and again and again. And that client had Mac Tracker? Yeah. Apparently. Somehow I don't believe you though. Like that client had Mac Tracker installed. You put it there. I know what this is. Okay. Wait, wait. No, no. How could somebody? No, no, no. Wait. Before you answer, because I need to just come around on it, because you're going to give us the truth, but I need to. I'm doubling down what Federico's saying here. Like, and also I think I'm starting to see something, which might be what you realized. Like, I like the way that you say that. Like. You have to help somebody out with their Mac, but mm -hmm. they have Mac Tracker. How would that make any sense? So what it is, the frame, so yes. like yes. the main screenshot, yes. I remember now, was the computer in the office of my Apple authorized service provider. It was like our the Mac Pro we had in the shop. Mm -hmm. I was then remoting in to another machine, Yes, which was which remoted is... into my computer. And, and so <laughs> it was down and down... We go. So it had Mac Tracker on it because I was using this computer. Okay. So the other machine is the one with the other dock. Yes, the one... with the more okay. standard uh, OS X server dock. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So okay. was that like a new Mac Centipede or something? I'm cutting that from the show. That's for sure. Ah, so close. No, I'll leave it. <laughs> Remember you made that joke about my mom? L listeners will know by now that the edit for this Maybe it didn't even happen. 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 You know, maybe you just have to edit it yourself. Maybe you're just going to get three MP3s in the feed. Who knows? Oh, uh, it's like edit by numbers. You just provide the listeners all the files, and then they could just make their own show. 
Remember that time that we uh, rolled the dice and did topics based on number and you freaked out? I thought you were going to do that to me today. I had thought about it. you referenced it on backstage. I know you did because you said, don't forget. Like, and I was like, oh, here we go. So all day, all this entire episode, I've been waiting for you to bring out a dice. Yeah. Well, there's too much. I, mean, I think at this point, it's too late. Too much other stuff going on. This episode of Connected is also brought to you by Capital One. At Capital One, technology makes direct deposits available up to two days sooner. It improves fraud defense with machine learning and helps businesses manage data challenges in the cloud with Slingshot, the first solution from Capital One software. Search technology at Capital One to learn more. Our thanks to Capital One for the support of the show and Relay FM. Capital One, what's in your wallet? WWC, not the biggest news this week. It's just not. It's just mm-hmm. not. Because Apple Music Classical is here and everyone's freaking out about it. A couple of evenings ago, I'm getting, I'm starting to like wind down for the day, getting ready for bed. And I grab my iPhone, I look at it, and it says, your pre-order is available. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was Apple Music Classical, baby. Midnight struck. Nice. And I got in. You know, I got in. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I was super excited. I started Googling around, Googling, started searching around, binging. binging. And, uh, and I found a bunch of really weird music. There's some strange, like edge cases i feel like in this app like, like you imagine soundtrack. it's like classical music it was like i opened it and it said like continue listening to the hamilton soundtracks like i don't know man like it's it's about old things i wouldn't call it classical and then i just started googling around i found halo for federico <laughs> i found <laughs> some star true. wars music hunt for red october was in there mm. you know it's all it's all going on it just feels like basically i don't know how stuff's cla- like categorized to get into Apple Music Classical, but there's also a lot of uh, soundtracks in there too, which I actually think is is good, right? Like it's it's good that it's not just Beethoven. Like there is stuff in there which has the same edge cases of like there was a big orchestra doing this, like what version was it? You know, like a lot of the video game music that I've found is like orchestral covers of video game music included in some thing somewhere, right? But I'll be honest, like, I've poked around, and I'm not the person here. Like, I don't understand what people get out of this app, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know it has a bunch of metadata, but, like, I don't understand why any of that metadata is necessarily interesting. But, like, I know people care. So, like, I'm not saying it's bad to care. I'm just, like, in my looking around of the app, I don't get it. My favorite thing, and I wished I could use this for all of my music is that it features Apple's New York font, which is my favorite font mm-hmm. that Apple make. It's a good font. I have I have my uh, file structure in Obsidian is using the New York font. Pretty cool, right? Really? <laughs> you use that in Obsidian? For I the... use it for the file for the file browser. That's on the a side. choice. Okay. You got some sweet serifs over there, man. It's, yeah. You know. But that's all the important stuff. And then and then my actual text in my notes is in San Francisco rounded. I like I like SF rounded a lot. Yeah, I like S- SF rounded. It's very comfortable on the eyes. Yeah, but then like you know, I've got like it's like you know, mm-hmm. it, it it's like nice nice fancy like official stuff on the sidebar, and it's all in New York. That's 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 nice. I I too uh, lack the full appreciation of this type of music to understand this app. And I was looking around today. I was like, surely someone has reviewed this from the standpoint of. I listen to classical music, and this is what I think as an, as an informed, mature person. Kirk McLaren wrote that over on Tidbit, so that'll be a link in the show notes. Kirk McElhern. 
It really is. This is Kurt McElhern. Me and Jason were talking about him recently as yes. a person at Macworld who loved classical music. Oh. And iTunes. Used to have a column about iTunes, I think. Oh, that's yeah. why I know the name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And me and Jason were talking about, oh, I hope Kirk McElhern writes a review because he's wanted this forever. And here it is. So oh, this nice. is the this is like for Kirk, this is like Kirk McElhern. The, the Apple Music Classical Review, right? Like this yeah. is like, you know, is like the Federico style for Iowa. Like this is everything he's wanted, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't see this review. I'm happy it exists. I didn't know where it'd be. I will now read it. Not now, but I will read it. No, read it out loud. It's Okay. Uh, In the mid two thousands I <laughs> no, was approached no. by a te- <laughs> Uh, so yeah so it it does seem like uh, this is one of those things that's hard to evaluate unless you're in this world you know I I feel this way I preemptively feel this way about the headset right a little bit which is why I'm glad like the two of you and John and others are spending time with the products that are out now so collectively we can have some experience with it of course we also just need to talk about like what this app doesn't have right we've mentioned before no iPad app no Mac app there's not even a CarPlay version of it, which I, I talked about in Mastodon, and you know, someone replied that well, maybe it's for like more formal listening. I think they just didn't get it done. Like, <laughs> clearly this was rushed because uh, they missed the deadline, and it's only on the iPhone. You can't tell me that was the plan all along. So, all right, but th- this is the thing I don't understand, though. Mm-hmm. Considering they missed the deadline, why did it need to be rushed? Yeah, you've already missed the deadline. Uh, you know, a missed deadline never misses and a deadline mm. is missed always that's the that's the quote right is this what was that once and upon what was that last week a once if upon i actually listened back to that part of the episode last week i think something <laughs> went too. wrong with me no yes. you, your brain broke is what happened it was really bad and it was very funny for me listening back i'm doing you know this is the quote from uh, the nintendo guy right a missed deadline is always missed and a deadline not missed can always be deadlined or something, something like that, right, Federico? You know video games. It, it was a a, a a a rushed game is forever bad. The delayed game is eventually good. Is that what yeah. you're thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Although I heard recently that that is apparently misattributed. He never said that. Well, that's that's the funny thing about quotes, right? Yeah. Anybody can make them up. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where, like, actually somebody else said it in an interview with him, but it was never actually known that he was the one who said it. And he just nodded. And they're like, <laughs> oh, like, he agrees, mm-hmm. he agrees. <laughs> he didn't agree at all. <laughs> and he's just going along with it. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, I did play around with Apple Music Classical. Again, uh, Not I'm not the guy for this type of... Uh, app and service i'm super glad they did it like we spoke about i think the classical music has some really unique requirements compared to pop music uh and in fact um even as someone who doesn't appreciate or understand classical music enough i'll tell you that the best screen of apple music classical which i hope apple will consider maybe in a in a lighter version in the future is the metadata screen for when you want to check out the info of the, do you call them songs in classical music or pieces? What do you call them? Uh, movements? movements? I, I don't, don't know, know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying words now. The, 
thing you're listening to, uh, if you tap on the info button, you get uh, like a, essentially a credits screen, like a metadata screen that tells you like the composer and the, you know the 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 work and the orchestra, like and all of those are clickable items. That's excellent. Like that's exactly the that sort of stuff. Uh, that I would like to see in Apple Music for a more general public. There are utilities for this, like for example, Music Smart. I've been using I've been using Music Smart forever. It's made by the same developer who makes um, Music Box and Play. Uh, excellent media utilities. And Music Smart is like an action extension that you can run as you're listening to stuff in Apple Music and it tells you, okay, for this song from Apple Music, here's the mixing engineer and the production engineer and here's who plays the cello and here's who plays drums and you can tap on in, uh, tap in on the names of these people and see more of their work. Like this sort of like metadata that you can, that can help you discover other albums or works by other people, that's lovely. Apple Music Classical has this baked in, which is good, uh, the, the right thing to do for this type of music. But I would love to see a version of this eventually in Apple Music as well. I, and I actually think that Spotify has this sort of screen, uh, not as detailed, of course, as Music Smart. And I also think that Tidal shows you uh, full credits for songs you're listening to. That I think you're right because I have a memory of you saying that was something you liked. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Tidal. Is yeah, that yeah. it had that that metadata in they it. They have that. I'm pretty sure they have that. Yeah, which makes sense. Is Jack Dorsey still on that? That's the thing that happened, right? Oh, Jack Dorsey. Yeah, that guy. Tidal. Wikipedia. What is he doing now? Crypto something? No, he's making a Twitter replacement. Oh yeah, b- b- Bluebird. Bluebird. What's it called? No. No, it's got a different name. No, no, it's blue, uh, blue, blue sky wave. Blue. No, no, blue sky, blue ground. No, Jack blue, Dorsey, blue, new Twitter, blue Twitter, blue block, blue sky. Someone said that already. It's blue sky, y'all guys. No, blue, blue sky. sky? Blue yeah, sky. it's right there. It's in the TechCrunch article. On March second, twenty twenty one, it was announced that financial technology company Square had reached an agreement to acquire the majority ownership of of. Uh, Tumblr, I think, right? No, of Tidal. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'm concerned about Mike lately. What are you talking about? I was on. There's nothing. I was doing it right. <laughs> I was doing it right. Steven said Tumblr. <laughs> I was just reading. What do you? What did I do? No, I'm not concerned anymore. Okay. Well, that was fast. <laughs> I don't know if I mind. should be happy about you that. I think you got my mind. I think um, you were concerned and then became too unconcerned. I too am quick. very easily swayed as a person. Yes. Mm, okay. Okay. Why are we talking about Jack? Because Dorsey? he uh, uh, he. We should be talking about this next item in the list, mm. which my brain read as Stephen in the Wild. <laughs> but, but, but it's not Steven in the wild. No. The item is labeled Shazam in the wild. Shazam in the wild. This happened to me just yesterday. I was uh, working uh, at a coffee shop. I was kind of in between things. I had a little time, so I popped in and uh, sitting there, you know, doing some stuff on my laptop, enjoying a drink. And I notice across the coffee shop, a guy's holding his phone above his head. And this coffee shop has music playing in the background. Mike, is the place I've taken you a bunch. Uh, you've been there, plays music. Is it the place with the smoothies? Yes, that yeah, place. I like that place. They do good breakfast. It's good. 
so he has his he's he's sitting there with someone across the table but he has his phone up like his arm is fully outstretched over his head and then he notices me looking at him we make eye contact and he like yanks his arm down it's like i already saw you and i know what you're doing you're shazamming but uh mm-hmm. i didn't go ask him because that would have been that would have made an uncomfortable situation even more uncomfortable but mm-hmm. he had a bench of aiming. What else could he have been doing? Had to be. Had to be. Uh, I'm too slow, so this isn't funny. But like you know, you were saying about like Stephen in the wild. My the the joke that I had that came too slowly was the legend of Shazam Stephen in the wild. Which, oh, that's good. I just wanted to say it. Like so, I've said it now. But I know it's not funny because I was too slow. Mm. But that's just how it goes sometimes. If you were nicer to me, you know, I could have like dropped that in the edit more. It's okay because if to get that I have to you would then remove the joke about my when you made the joke about my Oh yeah, no, it'd be a trade for sure. Yeah, and so I'm not I'm not willing to trade that. I want people to hear how you are. Uh we've been a bit crazy today and I think we're still gonna be on that kick, but I actually in this is a serious moment. Like I wanna bring the mood for a moment just to a to, just to a pause because there's something that we should talk about. Mm. Um Federico, do you wanna talk about Alex Hay? Um <clears throat> Alex Hay was the developer and creator of Toolbox Pro, of Logger, um, of uh, it was uh, known for his um, GitHub repo bookie, uh, which is a series of tips and 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 code for getting started with implementing shortcut actions on you know if you're a developer on Apple platforms. Um, most people listening probably heard of Alex uh, because of Toolbox Pro, an amazing utility for sort of enhancing shortcuts with additional actions that I uh, first reviewed in 2019 and that I kept following over the years as sort of the example of sort of what you can do with shortcuts um, thanks to the native framework for actions. And um, Alex passed away a couple of weeks ago uh, after a, a battle with cancer, unfortunately, uh, and he was 36. And I, I knew that Alex was wasn't doing well, because here's the thing about here's the thing about Alex. Um, one of the one of the most talented and creative and kind uh, indie developers I've, I've ever had the pleasure to communicate with to to work with we never met in in real life in person but to paint you a picture is the kind of guy that it was always open for suggestions and ideas and and feature requests and a couple of years ago a couple of years ago i sent him i sent him a dm on twitter and i'm like hey i was thinking about you know such and such feature in toolbox pro and i just wanted to send you a note and he replied after a couple of days and he apologized and he tells me, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. I haven't gotten, uh, sorry for the late reply and I haven't gotten to this feature, but work on Toolbox Pro lately has been kind of messy because I was diagnosed with cancer. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to apologize. Like that, and, and, you know, we, we talked a bunch about that and... I was hoping I was hoping that he was doing better, and then um, early early last week, um, soon after he passed, we got a uh, a note from um, from a close friend of his, 
was also in touch with his family and uh, I was up I, I it really shook me for the um, for the entire week I was not expecting this um and it's just a, such a, a a tragedy honestly um and I was hoping that he was doing better um but yeah it uh, later I discovered that Alex had posted about three weeks ago on the Reddit, for on the subreddit for the upcoming video game Starfield, saying, uh, I'm very bummed that the game was delayed because I've been diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. I'm on palliative care at my parents' house and I probably won't get to play this game because it's been delayed to September, I think. And later, once I read this, I was like, yeah, um, he knew, uh, unfortunately. And this is such a, a tragedy and, and a huge loss in the Apple iOS automation communities. And as soon as as soon as I heard, I had the thought of, you know, none of the uh, uh, this idea that I had, it doesn't matter. None of this matters uh, in the sense that. It, it doesn't do anything to alleviate the pain of his of Alex's loss, but I thought maybe I, maybe we can do something to honor his memory, to make sure that people remember his name, and that his uh, his name remains known in this community, in this little thing that we do, in this small corner of uh, humanity. That his name is out there, you know, for what it did in this community in his lifetime. And so I thought, I'm, the least I can do uh, is, you know, this year's Automation April, which is an event about automation, the thing he loved. We would like to do it in his name and as Max Stories, you know, donate to a couple of charities for cancer research in the U.S. and, 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 in, and in the U.K. where he was based. We checked with his family um, because obviously we wanted to have the blessing of his family. It's like, hey, can yeah. we do this? Uh, can we have your permission to do this? And um, apparently, you know, they told us, you know, uh, Alex was so, it was the, also the kind of person who, you know, his, uh, I, I discovered that his friends, like only recently found out about like his side career as an iOS developer. It's like, and he was so humble and and kind. It's like he never bragged about it uh, because he had a, a, a main job as a sort of a documentary editor, I think. Um, and so, yeah, this is. I just wanted to to talk about this for a couple of minutes here. Um, you know, we we can and we should get serious on this show when needed. Alex was a, a friend and a developer I loved working with and the creator of one of the most incredible indie utilities I've seen in recent years. So if you, you know, spare, if you were a user of one of his apps or a developer who um, found his work on, for the bookie repo useful, and, you know, spare thought for, for Alex, if you can. And uh, as we wrote on Mac Stories, as John wrote it in Mac Stories, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to... To write the post myself, I'm I'm not good with these things. Um, yep. I'm not good understandably. With, um, yeah, right. I mean, you know, uh, but John, as John wrote, um, you know, if you want, we encourage you 
you know if you can donate to a cancer charity uh, whatever it is you know it's always a good time to donate to charities but hey that's never a bad time it's never, never a bad, bad time yeah. but it's also human nature to be touched by these things when they hit close to you there's nothing wrong about admitting that the, the way we are built as people um, so yeah if you can do it if you cannot do it you know it's fine but just uh, it's important to remember Alex Hay uh, great developer who we lost way way too soon uh, this isn't important at all in the grand scheme of what we're talking about here and I'd say this with you know nothing but the most respect for Alex's work and life and everything but do you know what's going to happen to his apps like is is there anything that can happen we are actually in touch with uh this friend of Alex yeah who told us about his passing and he, he said, um, I am going to look into whether we can do anything with this code, whether he left any instructions, whether there's anything we can do to make sure that this, uh, all of this doesn't go to waste and if we can maybe find a new home for Toolbox Pro at the very least, you know, arguably the, the most popular of his apps. And also because like Toolbox Pro like was sort of uh, Alex knew what he was doing with, with the shortcuts framework. Mm -hmm. And it's the kind of product that at the very least, you know, if, if, if they can find a way, if Alex's friends and family can find a way to at the very least open source it, maybe I, I wouldn't know, right? It's not, it's not my call, not my decision, but I hope it doesn't go to waste. But yes, it's a conversation. It's a conversation that we're having. Yeah. Because, you know, that is his legacy. Yeah. You know? Like, I know if in, in, in a, I can't speak for him, but I know if I was in that situation, I would want people to still be able to enjoy my work. I mean, obviously, you still can, right? But at a certain point, these apps will stop working, which, again, leads into one of, like, the very long, ongoing conversations we've had on the show about preservation software, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We, we've been talking about it forever, and now we're facing very closely this problem as time goes on these problems only occur more and more and like i i mean i would love to know i don't know if anybody knows if like is there a provision for this like has apple made any tools for this for mm. developer accounts i have like, no idea like legacy contacts for developer accounts like i don't know because I, I, you know, I know from people that have tried to sell apps that that's almost impossible to do the transfer. So, like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's not important. Uh, rest in peace, mm. Alex Hay. Yeah, you made a mark on this community, right? Like, and uh, nothing but love for everybody who's affected. This episode of Connected is made possible by Fast Growing Trees. Breathe some life into your own backyard with FastGrowingTrees.com this spring. From shade trees to fresh fruit, privacy, natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. FastGrowingTrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree variants for your unique climate. Lemons to evergreens, everything in between. A lot of us want nice greenery around our homes, but it can be hard to know which plants will do best where we are. 
But fast-growing trees have these customized recommendations based on your specific needs. And their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. So there's no more waiting in long lines or hauling heavy plants around. Uh, You can just order a line and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. We ordered a couple of plants through Fast Growing Trees, and it really was cool. We told them where we were, what our climate was like, how much sun we got in the areas we were thinking about planting. And just a few days later, they arrived on our doorstep safe and sound. And with Fast Growing Trees 30-Day Alive and Thrive Guarantee, you know everything is going to look great. So join the over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Tree customers by going to fastgrowingtrees.com slash connected. You will get 15% off your entire order at that page. So once again, that's fastgrowingtrees.com slash connected for 15% off. Our thanks to Fast Growing Trees for their support of the show and Relay FM. How great is it to have a tree sponsor? You know what I mean? It's really cool. Is it literally like, do you like the, is it like literally like a tree sponsoring? Yeah, well, no, it's not like an actual tree, but you can get trees. Like when you booked this sponsorship, did you talk to a bunch of trees? No, I can't. Can well, I didn't do it, but I'm assuming there were people that dealt. Mm. Well, how would you know? It's all by email. Yeah, exactly. Might as well be a tree hooked hooked up to ChatGPT or something. ChatGPT tree. Ooh. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. Anyway. Sixteen point four. Ventura three point three. WatchOS nine point four. Let's see if I can get this right. Uh, TVOS something point four. Sixteen point four. iPadOS 16.4, HomePod software update, HomePod software update. Um, (laughs) Is that the version (laughs) number? The version number's HomePod software update? It's 16.4. 16.4. Oh, I like the I think there at the end. Apple Studio Display Firmware update 16.4. No? Wait, that's all. That's all. That's all of them. There was also... Big Sur 11.7.5. All right. That's not that important for this. Big Sur. Okay. Uh, all of these are out. Mm-hmm. Available as of yesterday. Uh, in fact, we are already on the next <laughs> cycle of the beta. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. So, uh, we, I mean, we, we spoke about the sort of the highlights of this before. A new emoji, right? New emoji everywhere. Yeah. The goose emoji is the best emoji. The rest of them, like Adina said to me, what are the good emojis? And I showed her the image and I'm like, really? None of them. You know, goose is good. Goose is good. Shaking face is weird. Shaking face has potential, I think. Is Yeah, but I don't know what for. It's a weird emoji, right? Mm. It's, it's, a weird blur- one. it's blurry because it's shaking. Weird that it's blurry. I don't like that it's blurry. Yeah, well, otherwise, how do you convey the shaking? Wait, anyway. I'm going to try something here. So I'm going to send you all shaking. Oh, no, 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 don't do it. You're going to do it where it's like the one that flies around? No, shaking face emoji in the with the loud. Oh, that's a good combo. Where, where did you send with it? With the loud message effect? You send it to Ooh, the, it shakes. the yeah, see, with John. It seems like yeah. it's shaking. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's actually there's the combo. You should only when I look at it though, right, and it's big, it makes me feel like I don't have my glasses on, and that doesn't make me feel. It's good. like a pre-retina emoji, <laughs> like because this is what things look like when I don't wear my glasses. Mm-hmm. 
Where it's like I can see everything fine, but it's all just got like a blurry mist to it. So that's a very strange Wow, thing. your eyes are terrible. They're not that bad. But like, you know, we did it. We did the Jeremy's, right? But like the one flower they added, which, was it hyacinth? Was that the flower? It's like, why that one flower? Yes, that was the one. I said lavender and it wasn't lavender. So it was- And it's like, why did you, why just ginger, you know, like the, 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 the additions are strange now. They're just weird. Uh, Gruber is right uh, on their fireball that the, you know we're getting these strange additions like ginger and hyacinth and you know multiple hands, but there's still no chef's kiss emoji. I mean, come on! But you can make that work though. Like I don't know why people need that. It's just two emojis. You just combine them. You just said two emojis. But it's imagine like a little Italian chef doing the, the kiss, you know, with the lips. Like it would be funnier. Yeah, but like. Why, if it's Italian, is it not like is it not culturally insensitive? No, and we don't care about cultural insensitivity here. We just, you know, we, we just, I think as a people, we're okay with the jokes and the stereotypes. <laughs> That's a super bold thing to say. You know what I mean? Well, I like <laughs> to speak for my country. You speak for all of Italy. <laughs> I like to speak for all Italians in this moment. We I'm are okay with the memes. The Italian delegation. I mean, come on, like is it like is it offensive if the if the sh- the chef's kiss like the little chef in like for example, the chef's kiss quote-unquote emoji that I'm looking at in Discord right now. You've seen this fake emoji right in other places. Like is it offensive that as the little Italian mustache? Ah, it's fine. You know. I I can't. I can't personally comment on whether that is an Italian mustache or not. I mean, that's yeah. You're the I, one. You're the one applying it to the Italian people. Oh, so I'm the offensive. But that's one. fine. Federico, I think, can do it. Mm. I can't say it. Okay, but you you thought about it. You can be honest. <laughs> this is moving into a territory <laughs> yeah, that I that I don't want to be yeah. in anymore. Yes. <laughs> we we agree. The goose emoji is the best one. My daughter loves yeah. it. She keeps sending it to me. Huh. Um, Oh. <laughs> that was good. All right, I could do a better one. Hold on. <clears throat> I could, you know, <laughs> it sounds like it hurts. <laughs> you know, let's say yours, Federico. No, 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 I cannot do it. I cannot do it. <laughs> the dogs go wild. You know, <laughs> I cannot do it. There, there are some other things that we we haven't haven't mentioned or haven't mentioned in depth. Uh, notifications for web apps on the home screen. For iOS and iPadOS, Federico, how do you turn these on? Where do you find them? I tried playing with this and couldn't. Maybe I wasn't using a website that supported it yet, but that is the answer to your question. Uh, you got to use a web app that you can add to the home screen, and mm-hmm. that need, wants to send you notifications from the web. So, so this th- feels like a thing I'm never gonna want, but something's gonna find its way in. Right? There's one like, site that I want it for, but they didn't seem to offer is- it. What is which it? is the which Apple is? Newsroom? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I because guess. they used they used to be in Apple News in a way where you could have Apple News send you a notification, and that's not true anymore. And so it's uh it's very sad. I'm guessing that if you go to uh, I don't know if Mac Rumors and 95 Mac support mobile uh, support web push notifications and uh, you know on mobile as well. But in theory, if you add one of those websites to the home screen and you request the notifications, you should be prompted. However, so there's an important difference here. Even if a website supports web push notifications, you will not get the prompt in Safari. 
on iOS and iPadOS. You need to add the web app to your home screen first. And that's because those web apps that get added to the home screen, once you get prompted for allowing push notifications, it means you will see that app in the focus settings, in just the general settings app, uh, because it becomes tied to an app identity. There's no system right now to say manage push notifications in Safari for iPhone okay. like you can in Safari for Mac, right? So you need to add them to the to the home screen first. And to test this out, I tried this service called alerty.dev, which is a, a, a little web service that can send you push notifications via an API. It's similar to uh, pushover, pushcut, like these sort of services where you can program your own push notifications. This one, uh, you can install as a web app on your iPhone. And once you do, and you log in with your account, the send me notifications button will start working because the app detects, okay, I see that I've been saved as a web app on the home screen. Therefore, now I can ask the user for uh, notification access. So that's the one. They are very on this. Like their website has imagery of that happening today. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're very on this from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, the developer actually reached out to me on Mastodon. Otherwise, I had no idea that this service existed. I was like, this is perfect for this is what a good I'm... enterprising individual. Yes, mm -hmm. this is perfect for what I needed to prepare for this article. And I actually think I'm gonna do a, a couple of shortcuts uh, in this week's newsletter. No. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Shortcuts you? No. Yeah. Right. I know. You're, I know. You're surprised. <laughs> and you should be. And you should Is be. Because I hate shortcuts. Be. You oh, should be surprised. Whoa. Oh, hang on. No, he's all about the series shortcuts. Right now. Don't, I don't, never don't. expected. No, but seriously. Yes, I'm going to do a, a few shortcuts. Um, here's, here's a question mm. for y'all. Would you implement something like this on your own websites? Relay, FM, or Mac Stories? Mac Stories used to have web push notifications. And no then way. I realized, yeah, years ago, like eight years ago or something. This and is like in the idea that like used to be in Flipboard, used to yes. be in Apple News, right? Yes. Like there are these things, you just try them. You don't know, do you? You just yes. try them. You and don't know what's going to catch on. Yes, exactly. And But then I realized, okay, um, first, we're no longer the type of website where you're like, oh, I need to be super up to date on what Mac Stories is publishing. You know, like most people, like it. Mo well, most people they just open Mac Stories, but like maybe at the end of the workday or maybe during the lunch break, and they're like, okay, let me see what's new on the homepage. It's my homepage, son. Well, I appreciate you, thank you, uh, but that's not necessary. Um, <laughs> like we're not nine to five Mac or The Verge, like pushing out twenty stories a day and be like, okay, it's actually useful to be alerted by, you know, the latest rumor. I would say that would make more sense to have notifications. Interesting perspective. Okay, we will do notifications right? because you told me this. Thank you. I told if you, you I'm easily swayed as a person. So. And I will turn them on just for you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate uh, Steven, that. Steven, I do not want under any circumstances to the Relay FM website to send web notifications. Well, to why, anybody. though? Why? I mean, I could tell you the same thing. People want to know when you're live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but only 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 five shows record live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And also, really, we want people listening live to be in the Discord, and the Discord can notify. And the Discord you. can notify people yeah, if you sign point. up for that role in Discord. 
And the most important thing we do is publish podcasts and your podcast app will notify you when there's new shows. And so I feel like we're covered otherwise. We want, we don't want people on the website. We want people to subscribe to the shows. Like the website, like for us, it's kind of funny. One of the best things that can happen is we have a high bounce rate. We have a high bounce rate. It usually means people have come to the website. They've got what they wanted and they've gone and we never see them again. Like that's fine. We don't even have analytics anymore on the site. So who knows what's happening? Things going wild over there. I know. know. Yeah. Chat GPT's all up in us, you know, doing stuff. Uh Uh, It is too, you know, like you ask it some questions, it pulls some very silly things. A couple of other things in iOS and iPadOS, voice isolation for cellular calls. That has been something available in voice over IP apps, but it's buried in control center and it's only available when you're on a phone call. Maybe they're not sure of this, so they're kind of like, you know, soft launching it in Control Center, but it seems like an odd placement to me. Um, I have not used this. I assume it sounds amazing. Uh, The podcast app got a bunch of new features. So it's got channel support for channels. So you can like find a channel like Relay FM and you can put it in the app and you can find everything there. Okay. Can I I say something about the the podcast app? Yeah, you sure can. Please do. Okay. So the podcast app, I really want to use it. Uh-huh. But like I need to convince whoever needs to be convinced at Apple that they got to take their and I'm going to say existing feature for trimming silence. All right. They have this feature built already. And you know where? In voice memos. They uh, have this yeah. feature in voice memos along yeah. with an audio enhancement feature also in voice memos. <laughs> So hear me out, Apple, Apple Podcasts, as you know, the uh, hear me out, Apple Podcasts uh, boss. Take those two features, which someone already built, bring them over to the podcast app. Millions, well, no, let me rephrase, hundreds of thousands of nerds like me will switch to podcasts if you do. This is literally the only reason. Why I'm using uh, Pocket Casts, but could also I would be- cons- I would consider it. Like I would realistically consider it. That's the, the one thing. No. You know, and here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. Okay, look, life. Okay, is busy. You know, yeah, life is just busy. You know, mm. you, it was, you got. You know, maybe you have kids. You have pets. Maybe you just bought a home. You know, you want to travel. There's plenty of stuff coming out on Apple TV Plus. And also listening at <laughs> 1.5, 2x, 3x monsters do that. No, monsters. it's unnatural. It's unnatural. You know, who does that? No, no, no. I disagree. If you want no. I'm if you want to listen to me, listen to me however however you, you want. You should see the things. You should hear the things Steven says in private. You should hear me with this accent, Stephen, at 3x, and you're gonna change your mind. You should hear me with this accent, Stephen, change your mind. If you don't want me at my 1x, you don't deserve me at my 3x. Wow, I wow. love that. I love that. So <laughs> what, what I'm saying, though, but what I'm saying is life is busy, right? There's plenty of media choices out there, but I want to listen to my podcast. And when I listen to my podcast, I want to save a bit of time, if possible, without making the hosts sound like, you know, really fast-talking people. Uh, so trim silence and audio magic audio magic volume call it whatever you want to call it call it magic silence and magic audio i don't know you know make up the name but audio effects in apple podcasts i mean everything else about it i really like the channels the ui it's fast uh 
It looks nice. It's got chapters. Uh, it works really well on the Apple Watch. It's got shortcuts integration, which I like. It's got Siri integration, which I like. Like everything about it is perfect, except the actual listening. So audio effects is my pitch for Apple Podcast Boss. A uh, couple other just quick things. You can upgrade your HomeKit app architecture again. That's that's back. And in iMessage, Mastodon links are rich with uh, previews. I haven't seen this yet, but I, I'm happy that it exists. You haven't seen it yet? I don't think so. I'm going to send you a Mastodon right now. Send me a Mastodon. Send me a Don. Don me up. I'll Don you up. Don me up. I'm putting it in our group chat right there. See? I'm still too scared to upgrade the whole map architecture, though. I ain't doing it. I did it the first time, and it's been fine. I will do it eventually, but I ain't doing it yet. Yeah, mine's been fine. Oh, look at that. That's like a tweet. Yeah. But, you know. That's good. Open source or whatever. That's good. Is it open source? Is it open source? I don't know. Mastodon has a CEO, but it's federated. I don't know how it works. Federated CEO. <laughs> he, that guy is the CEO of all of our instances, mm. whether we like it or not. That's how it works. That's what it means. Wait, really? That's 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 what they won't tell you. You know, that's what <laughs> that's what the Feddy friends won't tell you. Is that person is all of our CEO. That's how that works. Did you read the terms of service? Don't think so. Can I be fired from my own instance? Yep. Yeah. Yep. By that guy owns by Mac the Fe- stories by now. the Feddy guy. Feddy fired by by Fed Feddy O. By the Fedio, by the Fedio. <laughs> yeah, he's the new Federico Vitici. Federico. Fed- <laughs> <laughs> That's what you don't know. That's what they want to tell yeah. you. It's, who's they? Exactly. The Feddy friends. The Feddy friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who is they? Real quick, can I run through the rest of the updates? Why do we take a break? We no, we it's not soon enough. We just took one. No, no, no but just do it after the break. But after the break, do it real quick. Okay, I'll do the break, and then I'm I'm gonna speed run Watch OS nine point four and Mac OS. Okay? okay, thank you. Love it, love it. Yeah. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Setapp. With all the tools available to us now, looking for something new to improve the way that we work can feel like drowning in an ocean of different apps and services. There are just so many things on the market right now. And honestly, not all of them are worth our time and money. And what's more, many of us are paying for apps and services that we never really properly integrated into our workflows. You know, we've all experimented with apps and ended up paying for them and then sort of walk away. So how do you know which apps are worth trying without emptying your wallet on subscriptions that you might forget to cancel? The answer, my friends, is SetApp, a platform that combines more than 230 powerful Mac and iOS apps and tools under one $9.99 subscription. Their selection of apps is super helpful for people who use their Macs to get work done, covering use cases like coding, designing, project, time management, and more. Once you're subscribed, you get full access to all paid features of all of these apps, as well as new apps that are constantly being added to SetApp. So you'll always be sure that you're not missing out on anything that can actually help you get your work done more efficiently, offer just a fraction of the price. SetApp is a smart way to get apps for people who create value with the help of their Apple devices. It takes away the pain of looking up, comparing, buying, and managing separate apps. And they partner with some of the world's best developers to handpick the most trustworthy and advanced paid apps for SetApp. I love the care 
that goes into it. The fact that there's a team of people uh, looking at these apps, curating them, uh, making sure that all the features and everything are there, uh, that care is important to me. And I think that a lot of us Mac users care about that sort of thing too. And it's a great reason to try Setup. Setup even makes sure to remove outdated tools to keep their collection up to date. If you have a complex task to solve, you can delve into their app collections. And for peace of mind, every app is updated automatically with no annoying ads to distract you. And you can install and uninstall apps with a single click. Something that macOS should do, but it doesn't. So Setup does it for you. Check out Setup today and try it out for seven days for free. Just go to stpp.co slash connected. The link is in the show notes, but once again, it is stpp.co slash connected. And there you will get a free seven-day trial. Setup powers you up. Our thanks to Setup for their support of the show and Relay FM. Okay, on watch OS 9.4, wake-up alarms are no longer silenced by covering the watch with your hand. You know, you can do that if someone calls you or alarm goes off. Uh, in sleep mode, you don't want to do that with your wake-up alarm because that's how you wake up an hour late, 30 minutes before your podcast starts. This is one of those bugs that, like, why now? Why is it fixed now? Right? Like, it's not like this is a new well, behavior. Like, it's very interesting to me. Someone was late to a meeting. I guess. Tim Cook yeah. missed a meeting and he is Tim Cook real like, mad about it. That dude gets up at like 4 a.m. You know, he didn't miss a meeting. He missed his the Apple gym. Watch alarm doesn't go off. Do you, th- you do, know? do you think he goes to sleep with the headset now? Mm. I hope not. Well, maybe, maybe it seems it uncomfortable to sleep in. Anyways, also in watchOS 9.4, cycle tracking and AFib history is available in more countries. See the links in the show notes for details there. MacOS got a bunch of this other stuff that we've already talked about already, um, but also included within it a studio display update. This was the first time I've been able to update a studio display and a couple of notes. Oh. It took longer than the Ventura update took on my MacBook Pro. Yeah, it's not great. And it's really weird because like everything tells you, do not unplug for the display from the computer. Like, okay, I get that. And you get these little like white dots on the screen because like it's just a reminder to me that my display is actually an iOS computer, which is still very strange. I don't like when updates tell me not to power off. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. It's like, well, what if the power goes out now? Do you guys remember that I did this to an Apple Watch? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. No, I thought you you pulled it off the charger too early. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like the same idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't take it off power. Like, It was updating and I didn't know. And I just took it off the charger. I don't think this happens anymore, by the way. Um, but and then it, it killed the Apple Watch completely. I had to go. I had to go in and get it all like I'd go to the Genius Bar. I had to do the whole nine yards. Like there's nothing you can do about it or could do about it. Then very annoying. So those are all the updates. You would think, well, WWC is right around the corner. Surely there's nothing else this year. But just. But. Mere hours later, the iOS 16.5 and Ventura 13.4, along with tvOS, HomePod, all the other stuff, betas released. Uh, Federico, what is involved in this this groundbreaking new release? Nothing. <laughs> There's something. There's something. There's two things. Two things that the people have noticed. Um, there's a new My Sports tab in Apple News, 
where you can see all the sports mm. in Apple News. I like it. Um, it's about time. You can see schedules, scores, and sports um, in the My Sports tab in Apple News. No, but seriously, I mean, I'm not a sports people. If you are, it's probably great for you. <laughs> sports people. <laughs> I'm not a sports people. Um, <laughs> um, this, I remember a concept for this a here's, while back. Now, here's the thing that I'm confused about. Wasn't this in the WWDC keynote? Didn't they talk they did. about this? Yeah, it's just now coming Wait, out. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. So I'm not I'm not losing it here. Like I, they've been slowly adding this in, but my understanding was that like in the news app there was going to be a place for all of the sports things that you subscribe to. Right. So okay. I I thought like this isn't new, but yeah, yeah. It's weird because yeah, if I remember the WC keynote correctly, news was going to be like the hub of the my sports stuff but the tv mm-hmm. app has had some of that for a long time and more of it more recently in this cycle there's still not like a central place for all your sports stuff so hopefully apple news does that uh this will be a reason for me to reinstall apple news because I, I took it off my device a long time ago but i'm hopeful yeah. that they can uh they can do this well because there are other apps obviously that do this there are apps that do uh, live activities, sports alerts is one that I like, but having it kind of all in one place where like, okay, you could tie all the information together. You could pull in news stories. It could be a simple link out to like TV plus stuff. I'm hopeful they're finally kind of getting all their ducks in a row here. Uh, also, you can ask Siri to start a screen recording. Yes. Huge. In 16.5. Yes. But again, this is one of those features of like, but why... In 16.5. Like, why? Haven't you ever found yourself just having a conversation with Siri and be like, hey, buddy, start recording the screen. But why in 16.5? Like, why is this not in 17? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when is this coming out? Why is it now? It's very confusing Because, because. Because. When you're wearing the headset, you you should be able to start a screen recording via your voice. Right. But the, the headset's not going to be coming out at 16.5, is it? Well, that's your opinion, isn't it? So you think Apple's headset... No, no man, I, I don't know what to think. It's just interesting. Like, why? It's just I have no idea. Okay. I'm just making th- things up as I go. <laughs> that's podcasting, I, I don't baby. know. I, I, I genuinely have no idea why, why these features ship now. It is, it is strange, but uh, I'm not sure how to at the top of my list of things I wish Siri could do. But, you know, they got to compete somehow. Yeah, this is the way to do it. Yeah. You know? Take that, Bing. We'll start screen recordings with our voices. Start screen recording. Okay, you know the accidental uh, Siri firing that we all, that we all have, mm-hmm. right? We all accidentally trigger Siri. I got an email from somebody. Apparently, I triggered it on a show a few weeks ago, which I'm sorry for. It's one thing to, like, I don't know, Siri starts talking to you. But, like, what if you pick your phone up and it's been screen recording for, like, four hours when it's on your desk? That's going to be great. It's going to be great. Aren't you excited? I have a th- problem with Siri, like similarly in these veins right now, where like I'm talking to someone and, and it happens to me very often, like I'm using my AirPods and it's like, okay, or like working on it. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what it's, what I've just asked, right? Like, and then I have to like take my AirPods out 
in horror that someone's getting a text that I don't, you know, mm. and I never feel like I could, it never tells me what it's done, but like it's telling me it's doing a thing, but I don't know what that thing was, mm. right? And that's, that is terrifying to me uh, as a, as a process. And you may say, Mike, just turn off Siri on your AirPods, but I actually do use it too, so I don't want to. Can, can I air... An AirPod complaint? You can air. Is while we're here. Pod of grievance. I, uh, if I walk or run or go for a bike or whatever, I will listen to one AirPod because I have a strong aversion to being hit by a car. And I feel like if I can hear the car, maybe I can get out of the way in time. Transparency mode, man. I do that all the time. I, I do that all the time. No. No, no. Just the one AirPod. I do this when I walk to dogs. Usually I listen. You got to listen. You got to listen. Usually, uh, because even with the transparency more, like the, the finer noises sometimes, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's my problem um, with age, but I do this all the time, just one ear. Uh, and it's usually I'm listening to Mike when I do this. Uh, Hello. Yes. I, I'm too much for both ears. Yes, as I was saying. Um, we can see you in the Zoom. That's wild. Federico just turned his camera on. I don't on know why Zoom. I did this. I don't know what I clicked. <laughs> what I like is he did it and then he got hey. like, confused oh, and this. thrown off. Look at this. No, I was thinking about what you said. Hi. Uh, oh, look at you, Mike. Uh, anyway, this is not a video podcast. We are against uh-uh. video podcasts. Anti video podcast for the reason of everything that just happened that we all turned our video cameras on and then got lost looking at each other for a minute. So yes, when I walk the dogs, just one AirPod because I don't feel safe wearing two, even with the transparency mode. Well, I didn't think this was something worth confessing, Stephen. Yes, what were we talking about? Okay, so I listened you to were one airing a grievance, airing, airing an AirPodding a grievance, AirPodding a grievance. But sometimes I need to change what ear has the AirPod. Right. So if I'm going on a bike ride, I always ride with traffic because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Riding against traffic is incredibly dangerous. Go with traffic. And I... traffic. But if I'm walking or running, sometimes I'm not going with traffic because I'm on the sidewalk, right? Depending on where I'm going, I need to be on one side or the other. And I want the open ear, the natural ear, to be towards the street. So again, if a car is going to hit me, I can hear it coming. Right. 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 Federico, we're on the same page with this. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the twofold problem. One, so I'm listening. I uh, pull out my AirPod case. I put the AirPod in my empty ear and take the other one out and put it back in the case. Yes. Audio will stop on my phone. Even yeah. though I, the, my order of operation, I always had an AirPod in 100% of the time, it stops the audio. So then I have to pull my phone out of my pocket or go to now playing on my watch and restart the audio. Yeah, no, this is the right way to do it. Why? Because people that wear their AirPods the way they're supposed to be worn, which is both, if you take one out, you want it to pause. But, but right. I'm not right. doing that. But then if I'm you're not putting doing the that. other, but that like is just swapping them basically. Right, but you said you put one. Right, you put but you put one in, so you got both in, then you take one out, mm-hmm. right? So it's treating it like it's me, where I have both AirPods and I'm taking one out and it's pausing mm, it. I see what you're saying. Now what you could do is turn that feature off and then it won't do that anymore. Is that an option somewhere? I should look at that. Uh, ear detection. Okay. I may do that yeah. because I, I... I don't know what else that might mess yeah, up, like, but it, it might mess some other things up, but you should try that. I think it's ear detection. You turn that off 
the reason this happens is because people that wear AirPods like me, it's 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 the old idea like you take the iPod, you know, do you take it out? Do you take take it out and it stops? Was that a thing that the that the iPod headphones did or no? Uh, was that I don't know. An AirPod thing? Did they have sensors in them? I don't think so. Anyways, uh, well, okay, so on the fifth gen iPod and later, you could unplug the headphones from the iPod and the iPod would stop. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, which is a bit more aggressive is. of a thing than what I'm suggesting. <laughs> if you threw your iPod at the wall, the music would stop. Eventually, yeah. If you sink your iPod in a lake. Uh, so the, the other thing that I've run into, and I have been on the beta, so uh, maybe it's fixed on the 16.4... Did you file the feedback? That maybe it's fixed on the 16.4 final build, although I doubt it is, is when I do this little maneuver, the dreaded, you've left your AirPods behind, notification has come back. Weird. So it's like, I'm walking down the street, right? And five minutes later, it's like, oh, you left an AirPod three blocks behind you. No, I didn't. It's in my pocket. Oh, that's that's weird. That's maybe weird. that's just a, maybe that was just a bug in the beta, but. Yeah, it sounds like a bug. Well, I noticed something with the left behind alerts the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I started downloading the beta when I was home, and but then I needed to leave. Uh, and, and iOS was doing the preparing process. Yeah. It was like the beta had been downloaded, but the phone was preparing for the beta to be installed. And so I started driving. And I, so I put my phone on the MagSafe um, car holder that I have. I'm wearing the Apple Watch, right? Um Phone turns off, starts rebooting uh, after like a minute, and I wasn't thinking about it. I get a notification on my Apple Watch. It's like, you left your phone behind. <laughs> and for a second, I'm like, oh my God, I left the phone in Viterbo at Silva's house. And then I, I'm literally driving. That's pretty great. I look at my phone, I was like, no, wait, the phone is there, like in front of me. It's rebooting. Because that's just like, it's lost. It just it doesn't know anymore, right? It doesn't know where it is. It doesn't know anymore. It doesn't know. Yeah, anymore. according to it, the phone just disappeared, right? So I was like, well, I better tell him. I better tell somebody. Maybe that only works in the case of an update. Because like, if it's off, it's like still on, right? Like it's still transmitting bluetooth information yeah i don't know how this stuff works but because that's how the funny. one of the find my thing works is like find my still works even for devices off, right yeah. which is like that similar thing to i don't know if we mentioned it when we were talking earlier about the buttons that there'll be like a low power chip that powers those capacitive buttons mm-hmm. that they're going to add which is i guess somewhat similar to how like the phone keeps time and all that kind of stuff yeah, I could imagine if they have some really low power silicon thing that it adopts some of those other functions as well. You know, kind of like the um, the motion coprocessor was used for multiple things. Now they don't even they don't even talk about it anymore. Really, it's just like I guess it's still in there doing its thing. But that's Apple software story. The train never stops. City never sleeps. The betas just keep coming. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 443. They're also in your podcast app uh, you're listening to us in right now. A couple of links I want to draw your attention to. First is submit a feedback. You can send us feedback or follow up via this awesome little web form. You can keep it anonymous if you want, if you have secrets you want to tell us. And those go into uh, the show each and every week. I read those basically every day. I got a little bookmark. I go read everyone's feedback. I love it. You can also become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. 
Uh, this week, we are following up on a, a long-time story of Federico dealing with some uh, studio display stuff in his setup. So that's coming in the pro show this week. Uh, it's been fun to follow along with that. You can find us all online. You can find Federico at maxstories.net. We are just days away from Automation April starting, yes. which is really awesome. Yes, pumped. And the contest is about to start, and there's gonna be surprise prizes. Ooh, so, surprises. surprises! Surprises! Yes, surprises. There we go. Yes, in auto April. Nope. Nope. Yes, nope. autumn April. Automation April. Auto. Autumn April. Automation. April Mation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find uh, Federico on Mastodon, mastodon.maxstories.net. He's Vitici over there. Mike is the host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM, and he's the co-founder of Cortex Brand. Go check out what they're doing. Lots of great products over there. And you can find him online as iMike over at mike.social. You can find me on Mac Power Users every Sunday here on Relay FM, and I also write over at 512pixels.net. And you can find me on Mastodon at eWorld.social. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They are Squarespace, Capital One, Fast Growing Trees, and Setapp. And until next week, y'all, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.